Does everyone have a drink? Right then, let's go! Hello and welcome to the first redo episode <laughs> of the Gin and Bear podcast. My name is Kevin O'Connor Jones, double barrel bitch, and I am here with my fabulous panelists of guests this week. Please introduce yourself, ladies. Hi, my name is Ali. Um, thanks for having me on again. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. Nice to be here again. Hi, I'm Sinead. Second time's a charm. <laughs> well, it's a second time for us. Well, maybe maybe a hundredth time, to be honest. Um, but first time, hopefully, to the public. Fingers crossed. Um, so how has everyone's weekend been? How's the start of your week? We did originally try to record this on Friday the 30th of June. Lots of technological issues have arisen. Is a rose, a rose, a rose, um, and yeah, we are trying this again and again and again. So it's Tuesday, the fourth of July. Happy fourth, guys! May the fourth be with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, how's your week's been? Weekend's been. What did you get up to? Ellie, we'll oh, I thought, we're, I thought I thought we were one in the same order. Me too. And the technological issues continue. I don't want to speak over anyone. That's why I was waiting. For... <laughs> I'll direct you guys okay, right? So LA going ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, my weekend. Well, I spent most of the evening on Friday doing the podcast, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, been having had a few drinks, but other than that, no, not much. Like boring adult life. Um, yeah, weeks stressful already, but hey ho. We're almost halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just living for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, how was your weekend? How was the start of your week? Yeah, weekend all good. Out on Saturday, but for once was not drinking. Imagine. Wow. And a move very unlike me was soberly out in Belfast. But you know what? It was a good night anyway. Good crack. Um, the week so far, uh, can't complain. Can't good. complain. Good, good. And what about you, Shania? Um, weekend was good. Like Ellie said, spent Friday night recording the podcast, which was a bit of crack and a few drinks. Um, and then on Saturday, uh, we went out for Granny's birthday. Kevin, as you know, she was 85 yeah. last oh, Wednesday. So wow. went out for food, came home, had a few drinks, ended up in a late enough one. Um, and then Sunday, got a big dirty Chinese Gorgeous. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which amazing as always. Um, and the week's been fine so far. Nothing too stressful to report, just on the countdown to my holidays. Woo. Oh, yeah, you're going away on oh, Sunday. Sunday, yes. Going to oh, Portugal wow. for 12 days. Oh, so excited. So jealous. Amazing. I've, I've been looking at the weather and it's like highs of 35, minimum of like 19. <laughs> I'd die. <laughs> yeah, I fully was as well. I would cook. 
That is the beauty about other countries, apart from ours, they have aircon inside everywhere. Oh, yeah. So if you're too hot outside, go inside and you're freezing. Mm. So. Oh, that's a good thing. You've got a villa as well, so you can just go in and out as you please. Yes, so be good. Really looking forward to that. So happy days. Well, as I said on Friday, as we all know t- for you guys, um, this is going to be like our weekly therapy session and just a little background on how this podcast came to be. Uh, cast your mind back to three years ago, uh, and we were in the midst of lockdowns. We were drinking away every day, and every Friday we would go on to Zoom, um, and sit on Zoom for maybe eight nine ten plus hours and drink 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 and drink and we did say at the time that if we recorded our conversations that we would get famous and have a podcast and be cancelled so we're going to put that (laughs) test to the theory or theory to the test whatever (laughs) (laughs) jen's hitting you hard kevin i don't know first step you know um, so we're going to just rally into this um, with what's happened in the world, what's happened in popular culture, memes, and any political news, if we even give a fuck. Um, so does anyone have anything they want to discuss, bring to your attention? Or will I just crack in and you, we can all discuss? Go on, Kev. Lead the way. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, and a lot of the things we did talk about on Friday are now going to be null and void, so we're going to have to talk about new things. So eventually we will, if we get famous enough, we'll put on the lost episode onto Patreon, and you can tell me how hard you to listen to it, because it's quite funny. But um, we'll start off with concert goers. So have you all seen these increasingly attacks on performers from their so-called fans? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. with the uh, baby Rexa in particular. Yeah, so she got a phone through at her head, didn't she? Oh my God. Yes, it hit her, like, and she had to get the stitches in her face. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> no, and then the, the person, the culprit, will say that did it. Um, I think he, he got arrested and then said he did it because he thought it would be funny. See, what I don't get about that is that how could it possibly be funny? One, losing your phone. Like, you're, I don't know about anybody else, but my whole life is on my phone. I'd be lost without it. <laughs> like, um, it's, to be fair, that probably shouldn't be the first point that I'm making, but it's like, don't hurt other people also. It's I mean, like that that's your yeah. second point. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what money is it? Sorry. As you say, what money has he got to be throwing the phone on the stage? Also, did he really expect not to get caught? Like, let's be honest, my my background's me. Well, me and my partner. So, like, (laughs) obviously, if I threw it in someone's face, they're going to find out it was me that did it. So, what an idiot. It's It's meant to be a fan, isn't it? Or the person that did it. So, how how is the person a fan for doing that? Well, that's the thing. He bought a ticket, but I think she had, like, reduced her ticket prices so people could like afford them which is really good because mm. a lot of the concert tickets are extortionate prices like when you think about what like taylor swift like whenever she comes oh, no, no, no. you would pay for a ticket to attend yeah. her concert and like the same with harry styles like a lot of them are like maybe in around 100 pound you know or like more oh. um because we know somebody that paid like so like 300 pound for a harry styles ticket yeah ticket probably the, oh the like God. right up at the stage yeah, like so that's mad. Whereas I think she had reduced her ticket prices so people could afford them, um, and then that ends up happening. So I'm like, 
bump your prices back up, baby. Yeah, well, that happens. If you lower your prices, mm-hmm. then you appeal to a certain demographic demographic mm-hmm. of people who maybe don't know how to act in public and who put it bluntly scum. Um, so yeah, that's the danger that you do with that. But mm-hmm. um, moving on to something more lighthearted with fans giving people so pink received um somebody's mother's ashes in a ziploc bag yeah i don't find that lighthearted at all no nor me mother's ashes at me well no that's not no, funny it's in a ziploc bag it didn't go over her but it's more lighthearted than being actually physically assaulted that's what i mean by that me saying that mm. um but it has dark yeah. undertones to it that i don't like i know but there are fans out there so we all know who Trixie Mattel is. She always says that in a meet and greet of her fans, people always tell her that, oh my God, Trixie, I was abused. And she's like, what do I do with that information? You have to kind of make a joke out of it. So people are very much like, if they're obsessed with somebody, they like to involve that celebrity in everything of their life. So I think that person who loved Pink wanted, well, I'm going through something. I've lost my mother. Here's a part of my mother because you mean so much to me. Maybe. Uh, but like, did she give her all it's of a the nice ashes? interpretation? I like that. I mean, I don't really it... know. It was just a tiny little bag. So <laughs> I wanted to think like it was a You know, like, <laughs> I, I personally don't but, oh, she understand also... it. No, I don't understand it either, but I'm just thinking it's funny. Um, and somebody which I would be on board with gives Pink a big, massive brie wheel you know like brie the cheese so they give her that it didn't fire it to her they just handed it to her on stage there's a picture i thought it was photoshopped at first but it turns out it's actually real and i would be on board for people giving me big cheese waves to them. <laughs> i mean you could get worse things really I mean, couldn't you you really yeah. really could um again it's fucking strange and I, I don't know how you would get that into the arena or the vicinity, like, did you buy it there? How did you get it in? There's no way they're selling wheels of cheese. (laughs) Well, it depends where it was. Was it France she was performing in? Because you can maybe get it there, but... Surely they're going to sell you a wheel of cheese, though. Like, they'll give you bits of cheese. They're going to sell you the whole wheel. Know. Well, if you offer them enough money, maybe they, they would give you the whole wheel. You never know. But, like, you'd hardly bring that in with you because what are the security men doing that they're not stopping you bringing in a whole wheel of cheese? Exactly. I do, if that was if that was built Sonic in normal park, you wouldn't be getting anywhere near pink with the, the whole thing, would you? With a wheel of cheese. <laughs> well, here, they say you're not allowed umbrellas. And sure, when we were there the other week, I, we saw people with umbrellas. Hi, fair enough. Yeah, but you can't even take drinks in. Like, you know, when you're trying to finish your drink and you're queuing up, they don't even let you take the last half of your can in. Never mind the bloody weird rules. Like, (laughs) who makes up these rules? I would like to know. Is it not the arenas themselves that make up these rules? I think so. That's a good point, actually. That was actually fairly obvious. Um, Scratch that I said that. We need to find out actually where Pink performed when she got the way the cheese. It looked like it was like an outside gig, to be honest. Maybe with Hyde Park. Because wasn't she in Hyde Park last week? I don't know. Um, well, just speculation, guys. Nothing's fact, so don't don't listen to us for news and factual information. We're just gossip queens here. Oh, it was in London. Yeah. Oh, Turner Park, yeah. performance in London. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, so obviously, don't go to London. Um, <laughs> Never been. We're going to talk about, which is something new that we didn't talk about last week. Have you seen um, the news about Diet Coke? No. Yes. <laughs> so if anyone drinks Diet Coke and you're concerned about your health, stop now. <laughs> Why? What, 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 Apparently, that? Diet Coke has now been um, discovered that it is a cause of cancer, like really bad. Um, but apparently they're not changing the labels of it for a month. So my question is, if it's so cancerous, why are we not changing the packaging immediately or the advertising around it immediately? Or why, maybe they're taking it off the shelf instead. I'm not too sure what they're doing. Are they changing the advertising and packaging or are they taking it off the shelf um, and changing the recipe? But why are you not doing it immediately? Instead of waiting. I know. I um I see in the other day that it said yeah it's been labelled a carcinogenic, but only from July. I was like, what about all the other years? Like, exactly. is it all of a sudden the first of July? It's Unless they changed the recipe from the like how how does something all of a sudden become cancerous? I, I don't say, understand that one. I will say that everything is bad for us. Like, we might as well just eat grass, but apart- if we have grass, there's still fucking fertilizer in that. So, I mean, anything we put in our body is going to cause us harm. So just live while you can. Drink as much Diet Coke as you want. Here, lads, we all have to die of something, don't we? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we won't focus too much on that. That's quite depressing when you think about it. But um, something that we're going to talk about that we talked about last week, just touch lightly on it, is the satanic submersible and i know this happened maybe what was it, three weeks ago now but um it was a good conversation on the podcast when we tried to record it the first time um but to steer away from that the virgin are now doing something very similar where it's virgin good land say that word galactic so you can also pay two hundred fifty thousand to four hundred fifty thousand dollars to go into space on a commercial flight would you do it absolutely not um, no, because I don't have the funds to do that. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah, I'd like, do like, it no, even if I had the funds, to be honest. I'm like, no. there are so many other things that we could do with that money. We could finally get that holiday to Cancun that COVID ruined. <laughs> I know, but like, let's face it, the people that are spending that money, like a trip to Cancun is absolutely nothing to them, Sarah, or them spending like $450,000 is like us spending £20. Like, mm. it's nothing to them. Like, that's true. This is the thing with rich people, in my opinion. They've got that much money that they don't know what to do with it. So, they're going to just end up doing all these stupid things. And then they end up doing a stupid thing and mm. putting themselves in harm's way and dying. And then don't get to spend the money that they've earned. Mm. More mm. money than cents, as the saying goes. Literally, that mm. is so true. They do. But part, of it, part of it, too, is because they're so wealthy, they've probably already done so many things that we would love to do in our lifetime. That they're running out of fun and exciting things to do so they're like oh this sounds exciting do you know let's go fun? to space do you know what's fun give other people the money if you're that <laughs> bored of it share it around because i'll tell you what if i had money i wouldn't be bored no, no amount of money in this world would make me go down and see the titanic or right. even go up in space not a chance and, I... and you're telling me that they've not seen every single safe place or every single place you can go safely in the world yeah please I would be literally traveling every inch of the world. I would not be, be throwing myself in a tin can or what it was like a tin of beans. I would not be throwing myself in one of them with a freaking PS4 controller. And I was screwed. Not a chance. Not a chance. 
Like, you do feel sorry for them because they, you know, they died. Well, apparently they didn't know they died. Apparently, just it was that quick an instant that they didn't know. But it's sad, but at the same time, I hope this teaches other rich people a lesson. You know, wise up and save your money and give it to other people. I was actually. I was actually watching a YouTube video on this today. It's so, so weird that you were talking about this again, but I was. And basically, it just seems like it was like completely poorly run. So this, they were talking about this other couple who had um, signed up to go, I think it was last year or 2021. And basically, it kept can- it, they kept cancelling the trip. Like the people who own this company, the guy who's died, he, um, kept cancelling it because it wasn't built properly. Like it wasn't built fully. So every time they tried to put it in water, it was just not going right so this couple was going um mass and i think eventually they took them the couple took this guy to court because he wouldn't give the money back and then another employee went took them to court as well because apparently they were um employing like 17 18 year old engineering students to like work on building it oh my god i don't know what but yeah it just sounds like and apparently all four trips that they've tried to do this year haven't successfully got to the titanic oh my god imagine i mean if that if that doesn't so if that doesn't tell you something i know if if they're getting 17 year old engineers to actually (laughs) i mean that says it all that's how the rich actually keep their money because they get cheap labor and then these things grow yeah that video was basically saying like it's on the company sounds like it was a, you know like scamming people out of the money oh my god that's crazy crazy that's insane okay the next thing i have we did talk about wagner and the russian coup on the last episode but i don't really have any more to say on what we did um about that um but we did we did finally find out that wagner was a caterer so that's all i'll say about that <laughs> and it's not the X-Factor singer either. Not the X-Factor singer. The news, and they're quite funny actually, is <laughs> have you seen this theory that you never actually see your neighbours taking the groceries? I was thinking about this the other week. Someone told me this like months ago, and I was thinking about it the other day. It's so random because I was thinking, do you know what? I've never actually seen. Your <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen your neighbours what? Think the same about me. Bringing in the groceries. Okay, no, I have. <laughs> well, so the act- no, the glass is shattered for me. <laughs> I have never seen my neighbours on this street taken in their shopping and i don't think i ever have to be honest but the explanation behind this apparently is that we are in a simulation and you don't see that because that's boring and has no impact on your life <laughs> well then my point is then why do we have to go to work? Why do we have to fucking do all these other boring things? Why is that part of our simulation? So I do think it's a crock of shit, but it is actually quite funny because I never mm. actually but, have my neighbours take in their shopping. Unless... But it is bullshit because I've seen neighbours take in shopping. But the one... Forget about that for a second, Sinead. Forget about the fact that you've seen it. We're just going to focus on the possibility that we are in a simulation. <laughs> could be the whole reason that we go to work and do all these other boring things is that that is what the simulation has taught us we need to do in order to live in the simulation 
the glass is shattered. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, though, the explanation is if you do see your neighbours taking in the grocery shopping, there was an explanation for it, and I'm trying to remember what it was. You nosy. Unless this is like a glitch in the matrix or something. It could be something, you... but it was something like then them people are going to be a part of your life in your simulation. If you have seen that, there's like a storyline coming up that involves that's why you have right? taken in the groceries. But you're, I see them every day. They're my relatives. But that's what I mean. They're in, they're, your, they're in your So they're already in my life. That's why you've seen it. That's why you've seen it. Outside your family, have you seen any of your other neighbours taking your shopping? In their shopping? But, wait. I think, I think so. Because I've never seen my... Now, obviously, this is not living in Belfast, but at home, my neighbours are also my family. So why have I never seen it? <laughs> uh, but can you see into their yard? Well, no, we have a big hedge, actually. Well, then that'll be why, Sarah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if you're coming at your front door, like, you, you've never seen them with a shopping bag. No, see, we have long lanes. Oh, no, never mind. Our, our the Lara Road is not set up for this. No, but even in Belfast, Sarah, is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about Swatcha? I'm talking about Home Home. Okay, what I've about never Belfast? seen it in Belfast. Like Nelly, what about you in Warrington? No, I never, I never see any of my neighbours, and it makes sense because when I, me and like my partner, well, me and Aaron bring the shopping in, there's no one around ever. <laughs> so weird. All, like, it will make you think. No. If we're part of a simulation, then why do I have to go shopping? Like, so my neighbours don't have to see me go shopping. Well, why do I have to do it then? Because you gotta eat. Oh, no, this thought. is just like a pile of balls. Yeah, just a pile of balls. <laughs> oh, Shania, just believe. Believe. This is the type of thing you read at like 3am when you can't sleep and you've just gone that far into the internet. <laughs> you don't know how you've got that I think I was on like dark TikTok. Yeah, or you're on Reddit. Like, why do they, like, why do they pick shopping specifically? Because like, you see your neighbours doing other stuff, which is equally as boring as them taking yeah. in the shopping. Yeah, I know, but I think I think the reason why everyone's latched on to shopping is because everyone can kind of agree that they have never seen it. Well, the police started this mean? conversation. Like, so she thinks? <laughs> I have seen them taking their groceries. Yeah, but family members don't count, apparently. Oh, they're, uh, they're still neighbours. I know, but they're in your story. <laughs> you are the exception to the rule, Sinead. Like, yeah, you're special. Like, no, but like your neighbours, like if you don't know them, they're, like they're acquaintances or whatever, you're not going to be paying attention to what they're doing anyway. But you never people watch. The pants of thing. <laughs> it's just shite, like that's what it is. <laughs> okay, moving on to the next story that we have. Two more news stories. Uh, did you see Madge is in hospital? No. Who's Madge? Donna. <laughs> I said that. I really. Who's <laughs> Madge? The woman well, off I would Benadorm. call her Madonna. The woman off Benadorm, that's who I meant. <laughs> I, did, I thought it was like a royal family member or something. I was like trying to, I was like, the Queen's already died. No, no, Madonna's in hospital apparently with a bacterial um something. I don't know, infection, but she's an ICU. She's apparently critically ill. 
oh dear God. apparently whoever like found her or whatever happened they were really lucky she's still alive imagine uh-huh apparently whatever their actions were must have saved her life because like most people apparently with whatever this is die Oh my god. Shit. Well, we're all going to pray for Madonna, and as her hit song says, like a prayer, we will pray. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like the blessed candle and all. <laughs> Just like Sorry, a I'll take you there. You may ring your mommy, Sarah. Oh, I, it means going. more coming from her. She's a religious one. <laughs> yeah. Just ring your mom and say, I'll meet matches in hospital. <laughs> will you light the blessed candle, please? Mm-hmm. And again, she'll be like, who's Madge? No, she would literally be like, oh, Sarah, okay, I'll do it. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> no questions asked. That's the true Catholic. <laughs> exactly. Of the last kind of popular news, which I I just found out last night, me and Ellie were texting about this. Biggest news to hit Hollywood in ages. Um, and Sinead and Sarah, I don't know if you'll know this, but I'm sure, Sinead, you've watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with mm. me. Um, Kyle and Mauricio are separating and divorcing after 27 years of marriage. See, I saw this, but I had no idea who they were. I was like, oh, that's sad. So there's been loads of speculation that she is in a lesbian relationship with somebody called, is it Morgan Ellie? Yeah. And good for her, you know, coming out in Pride Month. Um, mm-hmm. if that's what happened but um, I can't because like when you watch the show they look like they're the strongest couple nothing would ever break them to um, and the funny thing is that way back so Beverly Hills is now they've just filmed season 13 it will be out later this year but in season one like way back 12 years ago there was a dinner party and Kyle the woman was there and there was a psychic there um, and the psychic said when your kids grow up and leave, your husband and you will separate divorce because he, he never he will never emotionally fulfill you. And back then, the psychic, Alison Dubois, she was crazy. She had like a fake cigarette. She was drinking these massive fucking cocktails. She was pissed. And she was vilified basically for this. Like she, I don't think she worked for a while, blah, blah, blah. And now that this has happened, she has came out and released a statement going, see, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she was literally just as fat Well, well, yeah. So she, she's like, so you know, I'm, I'm free for, I'm, well, I'm available for psychic readings now, <laughs> and all this. Uh, I also think know, that. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say I'd love to go for a psychic reading. That would be well interesting. I would too, but then I'd be scared in case they tell me something I don't want to hear. That's true. Well, then they're crazy. But so. there's, there's loads of footage now coming out of instances where Kyle is, you're reading the situation differently now, so there's loads of suggestions that she is bisexual or lesbian. There was a storyline in season 10 of Beverly Hills that um, Brandy Glanville and Denise Richards had an affair and Kyle was all up in their business. And when you rewatch the clip, it's almost like she's trying to deflect the situation off her, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, well, anyways, if they're listening, I wish you all the best, Kyle and Maurizio. And we'd like to get the skip, so please come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if this is like a storyline in the new season, though. Well, I think she's actually quite smart because if you think about it, in every season, Kyle always deflects this gossip and the storylines away from her life, but she bitches about everyone else, and yeah. people always 
fall for it. So I think there is discussions about their separation on the season, but I don't think it's going to be broadcast because they only finished filming like a few weeks ago. So I think they've done it now so that it wouldn't be in the season. Um, and by the time the new season films, which will be after the reunion, she's hoping it will die down. But there's talks that they've started filming Vanderpump Rules and there's talks that they're going to pull the cameras from Vanderpump Rules and go film in Beverly Hills like now so they can edit that in to the end of the season like they did oh. with BPR. Yeah, that's what these did with Vanderpump Rules. They robbed the, uh, well, they took the camera crew from uh, Beverly. Beverly Hills so they're just to in do America. that episode. <laughs> so maybe that's why she's announced it now because she yeah. knew how big Scandal, well, they call it Scandal, well, yeah. how big Scandal got for it because of Vanderpump Rules. So maybe that's why she's announced it now. There was a, there was a meme. There was a meme of Kyle, and she was. Um, it was like um, Kyle was fed up that Lisa Vanderpump got all this attention of scandal. She's done it right. She's done it back now, so she can get like her own back. <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle fell out years ago, so it's like tip for tack kind of thing. But yeah, so... goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with the name Kyle, though. Sorry for all those listening that are called Kyle, but like, it's never a good experience with those people, is it? No. <laughs> Your personal experience with Kyle? Fuck, you know, back in the day. <laughs> Which we are going to talk about on our next episode, Sarah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> for the tea so just anyone else well just to finish on that i hope karen and marisi are well and if you know we don't care who their sexuality is as long as they're happy and it provides good drama for the show then happy fucking days we'll be tuning in <laughs> and chriselle's happy on sunset selling sunset so uh i haven't watched the fifth season is it the fifth season I, I just can't cope with her like and i'm not gonna we'll talk about this at another podcast episode i'm sure when we get around to watching it i just can't cope like i think that is the big bullshit storyline but then it's like has kyle copied that storyline <laughs> because the morgan yeah. person is very much like that is it g what what's the person called yes g something isn't it i don't even know um but yeah so does anyone have any other news stories they want to talk about no. Oh, actually, no. Can we talk about this quickly, Ellie? On Friday, you talked about the OnlyFans girl. Oh yeah, that girl who um she gets paid like ten to fifteen thousand dollars to sleep on OnlyFans. Like she literally just streams herself sleeping for the night, that. and that's it. That's how she makes money. See, I couldn't even do that because I can't sleep. See, I sleep like <laughs> a flipping baby half the time. I just I'd be like out like a log. Light, even not, not out like a lot. Like, it's not my science there, folks. Apologies. No, but we need to get on to it. Let's just all be on TikTok earning challenges. Samuel Volcano, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the news then. We're just going to talk about um, what's annoying us this week. What, um, ragging the shit out of us what are we not like and again i went through about seven or eight things on friday so i'm just going to cut this down um but first of all ellie is there anything annoying you this week or are you just happy and content well i'm not happy or content but <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest um i actually can't think right now you know oh my god i actually don't know 
you have to move on. Move on from me. Okay, Sarah, have you got anything that's annoying the absolute shit out of you this week? You know what? Right now, life's pretty chill. Like, I have very little to complain about, but knowing me, that'll change by the morrow. <laughs> working where I work and dealing with many young 20-year-olds and 18, 19-year-olds, they can be tough. But thankfully not bothering me currently. That's good. Enjoy the peace while it lasts. Indeed, it won't last for long. <laughs> it never does. And Sinead and Hing ragging the shit out of you this week. Yes, um, so the same thing that was ragging the shit out of me on Friday, so I already co- covered this, but um, obviously you guys haven't heard it, but um, I feel like it's something that will stay with me my whole life. And it's when I'm driving and like you're on a dual carriageway or you're in a motorway, you've got couple of lanes anyway and there's cars in the left lane you're in the right overtaking and then the car in front of you is trying to overtake the car in the left lane and it's just not doing it and they just can't figure out that they need to speed up to overtake this car and then they finally overtake it and they go into the left lane and then you start to overtake them and then they speed up I'm just like, why weren't you doing that speed that entire time? Because there was nothing in front of you in this right-hand lane. Let's face it, the right-hand lane is for illegal activity. <laughs> for illegal activity. It is not for sitting at 60 miles an hour. That's not what it's for. That's what the left lane is for. <laughs> and it's just so irritating. But I will say, since I've made the move, I'm no longer sitting in Belfast traffic. So like going to Derry now is so much handier. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't face this as much which is really good because the road is definitely a lot quieter. So I don't have the same issue, but it, it's still, it's something that I think will stay with me my whole life. <laughs> I can um, attest to that. I have a, a point that's very similar about traffic and road works. Um, I think since COVID happened, more people started to leave the house and I can understand why lockdowns and everyone needs to be out, but do these people need to be out every five minutes? No. What do you want to do? Let's just go for a drive. Why? Where are you going? No. What do you need to go for a drive for? Like your home is meant to be the most comfortable part of your, you know, your life. Your, you, you spend most time in your home. Hopefully, um, you know, it's you, you make a home, a house is a home, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. But um, every time you go out, there is a million cars in the road, like twenty Peugeots, twenty Citroens, twenty fucking people wagons. There is just a crazy amount of traffic. The road works; they just do them every fucking day. It's like. It takes them weeks to fix a pothole. Sit in the house. Fuck off. Like, I, I can't wait to get home. Like, when I leave work, like, you'd think I was late for the house. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to get home that quickly. Like, just to be home and be in. Like, yeah. I just don't want to do anything. Like, when after work, I just want to go home, chill out, go for a shower, watch some shit TV, eat. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what the evenings are. Cause, Perfect um, evening. You've had a shitty day and you just... If you are in traffic on your way home, it actually angers you and it can ruin your evening. But that's the thing. Like, you see, when I was sitting in traffic, like, Um, the drive to Belfast, like, I would be raging by the time I get into work because people are just so stupid Mm. and they'd be cutting out in front of you. They're braking for no reason. Like, there's nothing in front of them and they're just slamming on the brakes for literally no reason. So then you're fuming by the time you get to work (laughs) and then you drive home and you're fuming by the time you get home from work. Just an endless cycle. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, one of the other points I have that really pisses me off is technology. 
And over the past five days, we can all agree that technology is one of the worst things to ever exist on this planet. It is great when it works, but it's awful when it doesn't. Mm. I posted on Thursday stories on Instagram. They were blurry. I had to add mentions because it wouldn't let me add to stories without having people mentioned in it. Question boxes weren't working on Instagram. Then this podcast on Friday didn't record Sarah Dillon at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I had such great content too. Like I'm so entertaining. Like we, we, I think we were all a bit drunk as well, so we were more funnier than what probably this podcast is going to be. But like, it was just ridiculous. Um, and then today we've had problems with Ian's trying to get on to this this call. Um, it's just been ridiculous and they say that AI and technology is going to take over the world I like to see a world where that happens because I don't think it fucking will because it won't be anytime soon no it needs human intervention constantly because it can't fucking think for itself (laughs) and that's what people are scared of happening it's not going to happen and I could effing Jeff more about this but I don't want to get myself worked up (laughs) (laughs) Um, one of the other things that um, happened today or yesterday was kind of joint cleaning and laundry or the washing or whatever you want to call it. Um, you'll clean, someone comes behind you and makes more of a mess than you actually cleaned in the first place. Uh, rags my shit. It could be toast or it could be sauce or it could be whatever the fuck it is. Clean it up or don't make it you know what i mean don't cook or whatever don't have a shit don't fucking have a shower if you're not gonna rinse the suds away pisses me off um laundry or washing i don't know if you if when you live with people do you maybe this is just me being irate and fucking weird but if you washed something right and you either hung it on the clothesline or you put it on like your clothes horse or what is that called? A clothes air or whatever for people who don't know what clothes horse is. Um, and it wasn't fully dry the next day. And so Nick did this today, which I'm just gonna I'm name it. Um, he, <laughs> he has this like complex, I wanna call it, where I will do washing the night before. It won't be fully dry. Well, instead of getting something out of the wardrobe that he has plenty of choice to wear, he will take something off a clothes horse that hasn't even been out for 24 hours, washed and dried. He will take that, put it in the dryer and then wear it. And then it's back in the basket the next day of the same night. (sighs) It rags my shit. It's like, you wouldn't have wore that if I didn't wash that. Because what would you have done? If I hadn't done the wash and you woke up, you would have to have wore someone wore something from the wardrobe. Hmm. So am I being irrational or can you relate to what I'm saying? I think you're being irrational. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say, Kev, I understand why that or I cannot I can see it why it irritates you, but I don't have this problem because I don't wash other people's clothes. I'm responsible for my own. That's I think that's be. the way it should be. Mm-hmm. That's the way it should be, because then you have no one to get mad at but yourself. Mm. But see, I have this problem where I can't trust Nick to wash clothes, because he doesn't check the temperatures of what clothes and, you know, some clothes are different temperatures, some are hand washed, 
Tom are different. He won't check the labels, and there are times in the past where he has shrunk in quite expensive clothing and I've gone off the fucking reels. So I just take control of that because I don't trust him to do it properly. Fair, fair. And I'm going away tomorrow to Ireland for a few weeks, and I have made sure that there's not one thing of mine in that washing basket so that he can't fuck it up. So he can do his own wash and don't care about his own clothes, but he's not going to have the risk of fucking my clothes up when I'm away. Fair enough. <laughs> so we love you really nice. or not, at least my clothes are safe. That's true. That's true. But I do feel like on that point, you are a bit irrational because he's going to have to wear a t-shirt anyway, so why does it matter if it's just been freshly washed? No, I know, but then it goes straight in the basket and then it's like, I would think, Who cares? You know, with the, it is irrational, but it would feel better if he took something out of the wardrobe that had been in the wardrobe for like a while, and then that goes in the bath because it feels like my job wasn't wasted. If you understand what I mean, I get it. I, I follow. Like it's just, okay. Basket washing machine hang up. He mm-hmm. wore it back to basket in the same twenty-four hour period. Like he hasn't had time to sit in the wardrobe. <laughs> even had, and then he's wasting money and energy by putting it in the dryer. Because he needs to oh, wear the specific fucking thing. Just charge him like 10p a minute for the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> like a little dry. Yeah. Okay, um, my next thing that's annoying me, I've got quite a lot actually, but I'm going to condense this and just do two more things. Um, One of them is moths. Oh, grim. So, yeah. especially in the heat, moths... Um, we're in and out all the fucking day. They were come in the window, can't get back out, and you wouldn't really notice them till nighttime. I don't know where the fuck they come from. Like, how did they get in during the day? Where did they hide? And then they fucking just appear at night. But you'd be lying in bed in complete darkness. The only light is your phone screen, and they just come flap, 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 flap. <laughs> and then you can't find them then when you turn the light on. Uh, we've got mothballs, they're not fucking doing anything. Uh, and another point, this is why I'm so like about my clothes and the washing. Like, I think they're going to eat my clothes because apparently moths do eat clothes. So, I bet that. is that true though? But I think they I, do. I was going to say, is there not like a term that something has been moth eaten? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like this is something in literature. It was like, oh, his clothes were moth eaten. So, like, this is a real thing, maybe. It is. Oh, oh my God. I've just Googled it. Right, right. It's like literal. Moth. What do you hear? Moths love to eat clothes as they are warm and dry place to lay their eggs during the breeding season. Same. Oh my god. Same. Gross. So I'm not fucking That's irrational. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Let your clothes dry properly. <laughs> oh my god. No, but they want a nice dry place, so Nick, wear damp clothes. <laughs> wear damp clothes, hon. <laughs> oh my god. But if you close in the wardrobe, they can't get in, can they? Oh, shall well, wardrobe the wardrobe door open? This is another thing that Nicky doesn't head on. I love him to bits, but my God, he annoys the shit out of me. Um, he leaves our wardrobe open constantly. Constantly. And I'm like, what if the moths get in? He's like, oh, fucking shut up. The new moth, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I hope his entire wardrobe gets fucking eaten. And he'll well, here, I, I've, ju- I've just got to be add-on here just about your wardrobe. Moths hate light and movement, so keep your closet open, air it out regularly, and move your clothes around. Fuck off, Sinead. There you go, Kev. Well, I'll tell Nick, you what. you're doing something I'll right. tell you what. Hold, hold on a second. Nick, does, Nick doesn't move his clothes around because he just gets them from the clothes horse. He doesn't get his clothes in the wardrobe. So, you know, I think I'm doing something right in that part. 
No, but you keep your wardrobe door closed if one so that can be a reason all your night shirts are fucked. I know, but if you keep it closed Down all the time, then nothing will get in. That's my point. But you don't keep it closed all the time. You open it to take your clothes out. So if one gets in while you're flicking through your shirt. Uh, but I, I'm, a lit- I'm literally in and out. Like, I get something I need, take it out, close the door, close the wardrobe. Uh, Kevin, within I will like come 10 second period of time, look- I'm awful, Ben. Hey, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> they come from everywhere, don't they? <laughs> That's made me so paranoid now about my watch. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't my intention, but it is just be very careful because, like, yeah, if, exactly. if you get a moth, I don't think we have a moth in infestation, whatever that word is, but um, I don't want to get one, and I have nice clothes, and I don't want my clothes to be destroyed because clothes are expensive now. You can't get cheap clothes anymore. Um. So yeah. Yep. To listen to my advice, everybody. <laughs> how minging does that sound right it's like how to tell if moths are eating your clothes and it's a, it's a crusty deposits on rugs drapes and clothing like okay ugh. enough of that that's great <laughs> <laughs> moving on swiftly please oh, turns no. me right moving on um, the last thing that's the note rag and the absolute shit to me is McDonald's any fasted place to be honest but specifically mcdonald's because me and nick would go there over kfc or other places like that so in mcdonald's i order on the app so i don't have to talk to anybody which one helps them they don't have to decipher my accent and usually nick is driving so he gets all confused if it's a big order so it helps them out as well so nick doesn't have to confuse the staff so I always put sauces onto the order on the app and every fucking time they don't put them in the bag. And especially the sauce that really rags my shit is the mozzarella salsa sauce. They never put it in the fucking bag. And I don't know whether this is training so people don't get sauces. Pardon me, I'm going to sneeze. God bless, bless you. Oh, thank you. Behind the scenes. Tea. Um, so yeah. See, when you sneeze or itch nose, that means you're going to fight. So I'm going to fucking murder somebody in McDonald's. Um, oh. It's ridiculous. I don't know. And it's annoying because then you'll challenge them and it goes like, oh, they're in the bag. It's like, no, no, I've checked the bag. They're not in the bag. Just give me the fucking sauce. Charge me for them if you want. But just give me <laughs> my fucking sauce. Here, here. I mean, here. didn't it happen to Tishy recently where she went and they forgot to give her chips? Yeah, like all the like, there was like about four meals that needed chips, and there was no chips like, in the bag. Like, I'm sure that happened to us in Liverpool yeah. before. They didn't give us any like, chips really or like any of our meals. Like, I, you know, we're going to go into this in more detail, but it's like Ellie, me, Ellie, and me have met somewhere that we worked in hospitality. So we have both worked in hospitality. We've both like been customers in it. And it is a difficult job, and there are wonderful people out there who do the job, but at the same mm-hmm. time, there are stupid cunts who should not be in that industry, because if you can't read a little docket that says, put this in the bag, then you have not got much hope for life. No. You need help crossing the road. You need help in every aspect of your life if you can't read that and put it in a bag. It's not difficult. 
So. Well, in defense of people that are semi-smart, some of us need help crossing the road sometimes, too, well, if is, we don't that, look. That is true. I will put my arm out in front of Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, Sinead, apparently. Sarah, I just don't want to look where I'm going. <laughs> oh, my God. Apply for McDonald's, Sarah. <laughs> nah, they'd miss me too much in my current job. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, I would never work in McDonald's because I think that's a horrible ass job. I really probably, it's probably horrible. It's more probably horrible than working in like a restaurant or a bar. Um, But it's it's sauce. Like, so, you know, up your standards, Put in please, the McDonald's, if you're listening. Here, here. <laughs> so that takes us on um, to a little. So I totally forgot in the news sidetrack. You know about BB Rex and Pink getting stuff thrown at them and yeah. stuff? Eva Max got something, but I don't know what it was. But this is also quite a funny thing as well, actually. It's not like he didn't get hurt, but Lil Nas X got a dildo thrown, thrown at him. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay, that is that, funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, you know, there's some fans out there that's like, fuck me! <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> more like it's more like fuck, fuck you. yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> been like something you shouldn't share. <laughs> I hope it was a new one, anyway. <laughs> well, it wasn't in packaging, from what I could see. Oh, gross! So I don't. Oh, gross. Know. Maybe just took it out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I no, but again, so was this at a concert? Like how the fuck yeah. did they get a dildo in? I don't know whether Security it was... up your game. Again, this could have been because I was I think it was last week or the, this weekend, but it could have been Hyde Park again, like so because oh, he wore there. I think it was Nasex or was it Glastonbury? Because they there you know there, all these festivals happen at the same time, so I get confused. But yeah. So whatever. Um, right, so we're going to go into our stories. Um, oh, sorry, no. Roll back, I did this last time as well. <laughs> we put out a question box that was annoying. What's annoying the shit out of pe- other people? And I have some answers. <laughs> oh. oh Kevin, just to let you know I've seen an article and little Nas X was in Stockholm when the dildo was thrown at him. It was at Lollapalooza. Well, my apologies to Hyde Park in London, it's not all you. I know, yeah. <laughs> Basically saying you can take anything into Hyde Park. Security doesn't check anyway. Um <laughs> Right. Let me get in to see what somebody said was annoying them. Like, I should have had this ready, guys. So I do apologise for the delay in proceeding. You should have. You're holding the whole thing up. Yeah, Kev. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the first person that wrote in says, uh, Footpath footpath Rage is really racking the shit of them this week. They hate when people walk slow on the footpath or up the whole width of the footpath. I don't care if you... Well, actually, I do hate slow walkers, but... If you're elderly or you've got a disability, then fair enough. You have earned the right to walk slow. And take up the whole footpath, to be honest. But if you are just a slow walker because you're a slow walker and you take up the footpath, move out of the fucking way. 
Yeah. See, I agree with that. That you know, and on the back of that, the thing that really annoys me is if you're walking towards a group of people and they're like four or five of them in a line or even three of them in a line and they've taken up the whole footpath and none of them are moving out of the way to let you by i'm like are you expecting me to jump over the top of you like for people who don't know me i'm five foot i'm not jumping over anybody (laughs) so it's like it's very irritating so whoever whoever wrote in about that i'm like i'm here i'm i'm right there with you friend 100 percent and, a side note. and like the, those people that hold up like or have like four abreast i will walk straight through you like i will walk directly <laughs> towards you and if we end up face to face fair enough but like that's on you yeah that's on them for not moving okay. um they also say um they love dogs but people who walk at one side of the footpath and let their dog be on the other side, like their lead's that long. Um, and they don't pull that lead or dog in whenever you're walking past. That annoys the shit out of this person. This says like, oh, I'll just hop over them, shall I? But if you do do that, the dog could like wrap around your ankle and you could be fucking down the road. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Not that's good if there's dangerous. coming. Um, okay, and I think I have one more person if I just... Okay, the bitches in the workplace who think they are superior to you just have to tr- just have to sorry, just have to them try <laughs> <laughs> Did you be working at McDonald's? Can you not read Take a breath, Kev. Take a breath. Okay. No, just, okay. just have them trot on. Uh live their fantasy of being someone I'll have the last laugh. Oh my god. Um okay, so I think that's what everyone wrote in. I think. Let me just double check. Yeah, that is. Okay. So the next little segment we're going to go on to is our own personal stories about hospitality. Um, and the service we have received, and if we've ever worked in that industry, um, just experiences. Um, and hopefully this won't take too long, but I do have lots, I'm just going to have to condense this. Um, but Ellie, you did send quite a lot in last week, if you can remember them. <laughs> um, I could probably, well, I could probably write a book from all my experiences <laughs> in hospitality, because, oh my God, it is a whole different kettle of fish working in hospitality and it is not for like the week you've got to be so thick skinned to work there you do which is actually shocking that i managed to work there for so long because how i didn't cry <laughs> after every like <laughs> customer or manager all sort of shows at me oh my word it's not it's not even management that bothered me it's the customers like people like speak to you like mm. you're an animal See, it is wild it is yeah. In the particular establishment we both met and worked at, um, it was actually the management that ruined that place for me. It the customer customers are customers everywhere. Customers are cons. Um, yeah. Um, but it was the management of they were all very like steady and sly, and they all slap with each other, and they were yeah. loving partners and um to just get like a two grand pay rise. I mean, they were like 
on what what's the hospitality salary it might be different from whenever i worked in it but standard was for a manager you were on like 22 grand um i know <laughs> so you sleep for that two grand babes you know that one makes such a difference um it was a very clicky atmosphere very clicky you know so i would in that instance i would take the customers over the county management to be honest um yeah i agree actually we left well we actually i trained you on your trial shift which was how we started our beautiful friendship and we left at the same time yeah well you left (laughs) i just didn't say enough for my last shift (laughs) that's the way to do it ellie shifts and i am because I think the day before I'd been in and they, I think the person who was on the manager or whatever just like spoke to me like this and I was like nah done sorry yeah hun it's my last shift I don't need this like where you well I do but like I didn't need this shift it wasn't worth it and um yeah I think I think I text them saying this uh, sorry I'm not coming in now and then I think I fell back asleep and I woke up and I don't know where there's about 40 missed calls from them <laughs> and like texts saying like being horrible but I wanted I wanted to get me sleeping before I went to where Kevin's leaving so <laughs> yeah the hours I work for them as well seriously like I deserve that little extra oh, they use and abuse just like holiday they but like just men remember they started to do this split shift stuff so you would do a breakfast yeah. for four hours and then they expected you back in at the night time for an evening shift so your whole day was planned around work and that is illegal apparently and no one ever challenged them on it but i remember i came back from florida so i was meant to have finished my placement shouldn't have said that um <laughs> i don't give a fuck if anyone's listening they know where i work and i but um yeah so if i came back from florida and they tried to get me on a breakfast and, and, and i was like no i'm in no i'm going i'm working and then i'm going home i was leaving in a month i didn't give a fuck like your whole but the only reason why they started that split shift shift is because every staff member was leaving at that point and they couldn't get new staff in i wonder why exactly yeah it was so bad those split shifts like a lot of the time you didn't even have enough time to travel home like so yeah. you'd literally be walking around town like just and trying to find something to do to literally go back in for another shift and it was always like like an afternoon uh, like a morning to like an evening so you'd be in work so like you'd literally leave the house at like say like six in the morning and you get back again like midnight when i am um did you have any stories from your time in hospitality early um oh yeah there was one time when i was working at a different hotel well i stopped oh, hotel yeah i say hotel um i won't say the name obviously but you can probably guess where it was (laughs) (laughs) um and i was working a night shift and um there was only like there was only usually two people or one person on the night shift i think there was two on this time and i was just in the bar area even though it was closed and i heard a man behind me go excuse me love and uh, i turned around and he was fully naked and basically what had happened was he'd woke up or like half asleep wanting to go to the toilet and instead of like turning the corner to go to the toilet he walked straight out the front door at the bedroom door 
and it slams and like obviously locked behind him. So he had to come down in the lift and he was fully like wasn't even covering it or nothing. He was just like fully naked. He was like, Oh, I need a key and he can't get it. So I had to give him a towel to cover him up. You'd be mortified. Yeah. Yeah, I was so shocked because obviously I wasn't expecting it. I was feeling a bit dazed as it was because as you do, you know, when you work a night shift, you get to that point where you just feel like I was a bit. So I thought I was like hallucinating. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked. Do you remember that time, Ellie, that you, you were in the restaurant, you know, like the waiting stand, like to meet and greet like people? Oh, yeah. And it was me and another person on the hotel reception and it was like during the day and this guy just came up to me and that person and started barking at us yeah I, I, like, oh, I died I what? remember ringing you on the little phone the stand phone and I was like has that just happened I couldn't breathe I had to like step away yeah you're so professional I don't know how and, you and bend I had to step away and bend down under the desk and laugh and I had to leave the other person unfortunately didn't but then they were laughing as well he just came up and started like <laughs> imagine and then he was trying to say something but I think he was like drunk or like out of it but I, I don't know it was it was just, it will always stick in my mind like there were funny yeah. times in hospitality but they're, they're hard times as well but like majority of my friends in Liverpool I've met from that place so in one re- like retrospect I'm happy that I work like worked there if you know what I mean mm, trauma I bonded yeah, tra- <laughs> trauma bonded yeah that's that's totally what it was <laughs> um I suppose a story that's happened to me recently that I'm livid over and will never let live it down um me and Nick went on a walk one Sunday went to country pub and you know ordered starters i ordered pot cocktail and ordered a sip um and we ordered like two roast chicken dinners and no problems took the order fine it was like a little blonde 18 19 20 year old girl that did it she was lovely then this young fella comes out he brings um prawn cocktail and then he brings like a bruschetta and we were like oh sorry no no he ordered sip Apologize, took her back in. The waitress who took her order comes back out with the attitude on her and like bruschetta. And we're like, no, no, he ordered soup. And she's like, no, no, you ordered bruschetta. I mean, like, I mean, like, age is never like, oh, I'm older, so I know better. But in this instance, it fucking was. <laughs> and she was so adamant, such a cunt. Um, about but you can't say anything because you don't want like her to spit in something or you have to you just seriously just have to bite your tongue and stuff. Um, and if she, again this is like a McDonald's thing, if you can't write down a four letter word soup over bruschetta, which has got four fucking syllables, then why are you working in a restaurant? Like soup, mm-hmm. very simple, S O U P. She got confused in that, but it was her attitude yes. around the situation making out we were liars and then the restaurant was run by like little teenagers um and she went over in earshot and eye shot and was bitching about us so i had to really hold my tongue because i really if that was like our main course and we were eating again i would have like started on her and made her cry and vipe her tongue and be like what's your fucking problem bitch because there's just no need to talk to people like that mm-hmm. Um, not in when you're in the service industry yeah. like you need you need to yes fair enough there's some shit that you have to deal with but 
you you were completely like reasonable yeah there and the attitude's just not necessary like you really need to just pick your battles i think whoever that speaker is is like yeah. pick your battles and like now we'll never go back there um i did complain to the manager after which i never do but i was just like her attitude fucking stinks so she she needs reprimanded in my opinion and that's that's why like i say to be a customer in hospitality there are cons but to be a worker in hospitality there are also cons as well so it's very 50 50 blame for me mm-hmm. um people who work in it should be nice if the customer is being nice to you you be nice if you are a customer you be nice to the, the waiter and then it will go plain sailing and there'll be no problems do you know what i mean um does anyone else have any stories about hospitality um yeah actually um something that i find is quite universal about hospitality is anytime you go out for food and you ask you order your drinks and then you order water for the table you never get your water on the first request ever i I think recently sarah was it maybe with you we were somewhere for food and they Mm. actually brought the water down the first go and like i was shook i couldn't believe it shook it like that yeah, they actually brought the water down, whereas every other time you have to ask at least two or three times just for water. And they don't know if it's like a trick to try and get you to pay for drinks. Um, but I will keep asking for my water. Do. Persistent. I will. I want my water. I like water when I eat. And they just never bring it. <laughs> and I don't understand what it is because it's not just one restaurant that does it. Yeah, It's, it's everywhere. It is kind of universal, isn't it? Like, It is. I just don't understand it. Um, I've actually just thought of one more story and then we can move on to what other people... Sorry. Um, I thought of one more. So, again, this place I worked. Uh, I was on reception. Someone was checking in and they were of maybe Muslim religion. But what religion pray to Mecca? Is, oh. this, like, is this relevant to the story? Well, it's... oh yes, that is. Well, it, it's, well, it doesn't really matter. But this guy was of a religion where he prayed to Mecca. So I'm not sure what religion that is, but he was praying to Mecca. You're right. It's about what? it's 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 Islam. Oh, Islam. So hmm. he was checking in to the hotel. I was unfortunately checking him in, and he asked me. Um, I pray to Mecca. What way is Mecca? And I was oh. like, I'm sorry, I don't really know. Like, how am I, like, I'm not that religion. I don't know where Mecca is. Um, you are of that religion, so shouldn't you know? Like, get a compass. Why? This is what I mean. P- customers expect hospitality workers and people to who work everything. in that industry to fucking do everything for them, and it is like. I'm not Islamic. I'm, you know, brought up Catholic. I don't even practice that. But it's it's like if you want something of that detail, do it your fucking self. So here's me, numpty day that I was at twenty years old, fucking downloaded an app on my phone to tell me which way Mecca was, went up to his room, kneeled down on the floor and showed him which way Mecca was. Did I get a thank you? Good customer services though? Uh, good customer services, but did I get a thank you? Fuck no. 
So you should have at least got a tip, like you know. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, it is. I'd be like, it's the bingo hall down the road. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You should know that information yourself, honestly. If that is your religion, know it yourself. Um, okay. Um, I've actually just thought of another show. This place I could write a book on, and then we, we will move on to the next topic. Oh my god, Kevin. <laughs> you save something for That's the next okay, podcast. Angel. For fuck's sake. It's all right. It's a one sentence line, and then I'll move on. Uh, we did have a guest who was in a wheelchair, um, and he was hiring prostitutes to come in to oh the hotel um constantly on a nighttime basis and they had to evict the man in the wheelchair which does seem a bit harsh to be honest but um yeah and apparently the same gentleman in the wheelchair was at the window like masturbating and people from the public had to ring up and complain and that's another reason why it got kicked out so yeah fun times in that place when you think about Look it that. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, so I'll quickly run through what other people have wrote in. Um, okay, so I'll just I'll go through some of them. Um so this person writes in a girl I work with dropped the chocolate fondant and still served it to a mystery diner. Oh my god. On the floor, obviously. So <laughs> I wanna know, did the person do anything bad on you? Did you drop it on purpose by accident? I do know that working in a hotel, chocolate fondant takes ages to make. So maybe the chefs are cunts in hospitality. So maybe they don't want to get shouted at. So um, another one is. Um, sorry, my phone's playing up. Is someone prepared, Kevin? Shocking behavior. Technology, honestly. Um, you should add screenshots of all of these. See if I know, I know. Anytime the takeaway does not put salt and vinegar on your chips, even if you request specifically, it should be a rule that they put it on unless you request not to have it. Yeah, again, another thing where you request something like a sauce and they don't fucking do it. It's not difficult to do it. And usually they do put it on. You have to ask not to have it on. So that's quite weird. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Usually I don't like it because they put vinegar because I don't like vinegar. Yeah, so yeah, usually I'm the same, Ellie. I don't like it. Like you don't want it on the thing, which is quite strange when you think about it. Okay. Um, do you have anything else to talk about on that topic? Nope. No. No, perfect. Okay, so the last thing that we have is advice. We put out a question box for people to write in about what their advice was, or if you needed an honest, truthful, real answer, where are the people to do that for you? So, uh, one person, one person wrote in. So, yes, I'm saying to those people who said they would write in and they never bother ours, um, do it next mm. week or else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Not. <laughs> um, so somebody has wrote in. Where is it? Hi, Shania, this might be a good question for you. How can I tell a guy on my work team that he's a lazy cunt without getting sacked or reported to HR? Yeah, so just straight off the bat, you cannot say it like that at mm -hmm. all. Um, because I do not want to be sitting in a room with you 
being like, why the fuck did you say that? Because it's just a waste of the HR people's time dealing with stupid shit like that, to be honest. Um, but I would say you're better to come off on like a supportive angle instead of an angry angle because people will just not talk to you then and they will not do their job if they're fucked off with you to be honest so um you're better just to say look is everything okay i noticed you've not really been doing x y and z like do you need some help with it do you need some training is there something going on in your personal life that you know is maybe distracting you from doing your job but do not under any circumstances call them a lazy cunt i mean that's very corporate it's very professional answer so yeah i would probably take that advice but if it makes the person who has wrote in feed any better if you're ever talking to the person and you are sitting down at a desk what i used to do to people in a workplace who annoyed the fuck out of me is i used to give them the fingers under the desk <laughs> so you're you're venting to them but they don't know so it's great because then it takes out your anger you feel like you've told them that you have a problem with them even though you haven't but um it kind of it kind of healthy you know <laughs> so caller that's what i would do but maybe go for sure <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you could. Like, as long as they can't see you, like, it's fine. But I mean, you're better to come off as a supportive colleague than a bit of a cunt yourself. Like, yeah, but see, I struggle with this. And, like, when I get another job, I'm really going to struggle with this. I don't care or I'm interested in people's children or people's weekends. Unless I can feel a genuine friendship and that turns into a friendship, you're just someone I work with. You're someone I have to see on a daily basis. You're somebody who's there in order for me to earn money. I have to be civil to, but I don't care about your life. Um, and I think more people should be honest about that. Like, I can be nice and say hello, but I don't need to hear every single Friday, what's your plans for the weekend? Every Monday, how was those plans for the weekend? You know, I, I don't like that. I have enough people in my life. I don't need to know more. The shutters are down that's what i'm really going to struggle with um so why can't we just say what we want to say to people without everybody taking offense why do we have to be so pussyfooting around walking on eggshells why can't we just say look i'm doing all this work you're not really doing it you don't have to say it in a mean way but yeah you know, I don't know. Uh, well, you can say that, but the See, person that wrote in said they can't. Like, they didn't say, oh, I want to say to the colleague that you're not doing any work. You can do that, but they didn't say that. Like, you can say, look, why are you not doing your work? Like, you know, you can't report somebody to your manager or HR because they've asked you a question like that. Because you haven't asked anything wrong. But the, I think there are people. I would say there's people out there in workplaces who don't have much going on at home and their work is their only social time it's the place where they can cause problems and cause a drama because when they go home they close the door there's nothing and nobody so i would say there's a lot of people out there that enjoy reveling in, in like workplace drama and stuff there's nothing else to do yeah and i do feel sorry for those people but they do tend to be absolute constant but I mean, they can report it but nothing's going to be done about it yeah, I don't know. It's... I hope that helps. You haven't done anything wrong. 
take Sinead's advice, but also get people the fingers under the desk. It's really good. <laughs> yep. And um, I have actually a question for advice, and then that's what's done. Oh, went so fast. That's um, what we recorded. <laughs> don't even recorded. Right. Don't think so. Um, which is a shame because I feel like on Friday we were a bit more like drunker, we were a bit more like funnier. So hopefully, when people listen to this, they don't, they don't think we're boring, which I don't think we are. But whatever. I'm like chilling to next week. We'll be drunk again. I know. Yeah. If it works. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my question is: Do you think you should or could get over a grudge? Um, I think you can, and it depends on whether it's affecting you mentally, whether you should. Oh, that's mm. a very good answer. Yeah, I don't think you should hold on to grudges. Well, it depends, really. It depends on the grudge. Mm. But typically, if it's, like, a grudge, because, I don't know, like, they've... It's not like a, you know, like a sinister grudge where, like, someone's, like, killed someone or hurt mm. someone or whatever. Mm. Then if they if they're not in your minds if they're not if you're not in their mind rent free then don't let them be in your mind rent free yeah because all that just harbors is just unnecessary like anger and it's just it's tiring but if it's like a like a really serious grudge yeah like something really serious has happened but if it's just like a they weren't being your friends or yeah you know what i mean like they've been a bit of a knob then yeah yeah, I think I think for me it depends on the situation. And now I'll say what I'm about to say is something that's much easier said than done for me. But I think rather than holding on to a grudge, you can you can let it go without allowing that person back into your life or giving them the access that they had before they wronged you or slighted you. I think because I think this is something similar to I said on Friday. It's like it's only hurting you mm-hmm. to hold a grudge because this person, whatever they've done, maybe they've shown that they don't really give a shit to, to begin with. So you can still be like, oh, okay, this isn't going to affect me anymore, but they're also not going to have access to my life anymore. Oh, that, that's fabulous. That was very well Wow, there. what? That was really good. <laughs> thank you. Like thank a you. motivational speaker? That's right. I don't think, I think you need to give Sarah like a designated section on your podcast now for the advice. Yeah. You can be the agony Agony Sarah Dillon. I mean, I wouldn't say that because while I give fabulous advice, I never take it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the definition of an agony and helps problems but can't help through them. (laughs) Well, then I'm your girl. Could be called Sarah's suggestions or like, I don't know, something with begin with an F. Oh, that's a good one. But we'll work that out as we go yeah. I think just the final point for me on the grudge thing is like I am the type of person who is quite not vengeful but if you wrong me I want retribution mm-hmm. I, re- I don't want to be hurt much but I it, it takes me a, a long time to get over it uh, but when I am over it you are dead to me um, I will always give people a chance to apologize and come back. And, you know, I've had fallen outs with friends over the years that are stupid little things and petty little dramas. And But it's a testament to a friendship when both of you can say sorry, own up to it and move on. 
But when you're in a situation where the other party or the relationship isn't admitting to their wrongdoing, and then to make matters worse, they're kind of gaslighting you into saying you're the problem. You know, why are you making such a big deal out of this? They are like, well, your feelings are wrong. You know, you shouldn't express how you're feeling because you're wrong. I, I, have, I am a type of person who likes to tell people I'm feeling this way. Because if I ball it up, I get so angry and just release unnecessarily. So I like to tell people how I feel. And some people can handle that. Um, and I think if we all were more honest with each other and we could have open dialogue and vocalise how we all feel and you've hurt me in this situation, they, you know, it would make the world a far better place. And some people can't handle that. They're on the defence constantly, like attack, attack, attack. We need to attack this person back for bringing something up because they're they're saying we've wronged them, but we're going to point out what they've done wrong to us, mm. even though there was nothing. Do you know what I mean? So that's my problem with a grudge. Um, yes, you should get over it, in my opinion, if you can, if it's not like a big massive thing. But if it's something trivial, you should. But at the same time, if that person hasn't owned up to their wrongdoing, then you should cop them out. Agreed. But for your own health. Fair enough, yeah. Stop holding mm-hmm. grudge, and then yeah. yeah. But there are situations though with family members, or say, for example, it's somebody in your family, or one of your friends, or it's a friend of a friend, or something. So they're not directly in your life, but they're still around. So you can't completely mm-hmm. cut them out. That's sometimes what's difficult. You know, you can't instantly cut them out because they're not just involved in your life. The per- the, the person could be involved in somebody you're friends with or your family members or so you mm. can't actually cut them out and that's where it's kind of hard but all right don't at me <laughs> <laughs> i hope if anyone has a grudge or is harboring hate or ill will you listen to this advice and just remember to give the fingers under the desk yeah regardless of where you are um so that is it hopefully the first episode the redo done and hopefully it has recorded this time but i hit fingers crossed hope so fingers crossed if it hasn't you will hear these topics again and again and again and we'll be at christmas and we're still talking about the titanic submersible Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm trying to get over a grudge so i'd like to thank you for listening if you've listened this far we we did strive to these podcasts to be 45 minutes like we're an hour and 22 minutes i was just about to say that (laughs) better than the last run we were nearly two hours before so we were an hour and 52 last time actually we've condensed so that's good um so i'd like to thank everyone for listening uh hopefully you like this episode and you'll continue listening to listening to us um i strive to have the podcasts up on a saturday every week now with this one being delayed a week i don't know you might have two this week if everyone can record again later this week um but if not this one will be up hopefully in tonight or tomorrow in the next few days and you might just have to wait till next week to get up so but we'll see you might get a surprise one it'll um, be worth the wait though it will so if you could all do me a favor and share and like and review give us five stars even if you don't like the podcast still give us five stars um because it helps us grow and we want to make some dollar out of it. 
so pleased. <laughs> I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that is it. Um, always drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to take your milk hustle, everybody. And we will see you next week. Uh, big thank you to Ellie, Sarah, and Shanid. Hopefully we'll be seeing them in the future. Um, so yeah, thank you. Say bye, girls. Bye. 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 Up the bum new babies. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>